Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And the cars with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with the smell of wet campfire. It's going to be like that actually all week. It does smell like a wet campfire. Uh, and a high of 66 tomorrow. Rainy with a high of 67. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Mike Scully will be joining us this morning. Yes. Former executive producer of The Simpsons and many other shows. He's uh, he's on strike, so he's oh. here. Scab! Scab! That's what we should say to him when he comes right, in here. Right into his face, yeah. calling him a scab. Isn't he a scab? Huh? <laughs> He'll appreciate that. Also, the keyword to cash. We'll announce that just after 8 o'clock today and other stuff, too. Okay. Sounds good. 535 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy today with, uh, again, some wet campfire smell throughout the air, which, which is delicious. At a high of 66 tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, here's some uh, horrible news to start off the Hollywood Trash. Shannon Doherty uh, says the breast cancer with which she was first diagnosed with in 2015 has now spread to her vein, uh, mm. brain. Uh, she, she shared an emotional video describing her fear as she undergoes treatment, the 52-year-old actress, best known for the Beverly Hills 90210 and Charmed, wrote on her Instagram page uh, that a January CT scan showed uh, Mets in my brain. On Monday, she shared the video on Instagram. She said depicted the process of getting fitted for the mask you wear during, your ra- during radiation to your brain. Ugh, what an awful, awful thing to have to go through. Very sad. I saw a video of it uh, last night. It's like, oh my god, that's t- what what awful news. Oh, from her? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, yeah. they showed her getting fitted with the mask and yeah, you know, going in. Ugh. It's like terrible. Uh, Justin Bieber's father Jeremy is getting roasted for posting Pride Month messages like, uh, "We need to celebrate families. You know the reason we're all here, especially since he abandoned his own family back in the day." Well, there you go. Oh, he's a uh, father. You call me the world's number one dad. I can lift this TV right <laughs> over my head. Uh, actor Jay Johnston has been arrested by the FBI for his alleged participation in the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Uh, Jay plays pizzeria owner Jimmy Pesto on Bob's Burgers. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he used to anyway. Uh, you, not so much now. For now. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer The Iron Sheik died yesterday. He was 81 years old. His rivalries with popular heroes like Hulk Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter helped wrestling become what it was back in the 1980s. Maybe one of the all-time great heels of uh, of wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's the heels, and then there's the baby faces. The baby faces are the good guys. The heels, not so much. No, it didn't work out for the... Uh... Yeah, you had to hate The Iron Sheik. Even though there's a part of you that that loved him, he was probably like the nicest guy in the world too. No, he was absolutely insane. But uh, nevertheless, he, even off the off the, out of the ring, yeah, apparently he was uh, a little bit loose. Well, then I retract my statement. But a former Olympic athlete, by the way. Oh no, yeah, like a 
an Olympic well, most wrestler. Well, most of them are bodybuilders or some sort of athletes before they go into this thing. I don't know. I'm not like, I look at like the old uh, Haystacks Calhoun. All 475 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal, and I don't believe he played anything athletic. Well, you never know. Well, depends on how strong they are. They could be, you know, lifting cars with their hands. You don't know what goes on behind the scenes. <laughs> I think when it came to that guy, though, yeah. uh, Haystacks Calhoun, I think uh, he had like a, like like a, com- he was like competitive at say like the Ivanhoe br- uh, breakfast and, and brunch buffet. Oh, he could beat everybody there. Oh yeah, yeah, I get you. Uh, Tom Holland's new Apple TV series, The Crowded Room, took a lot out of him, so he's taking a year-long break. He says, quote, It was a tough time for sure. We were exploring certain emotions that I have definitely never experienced before. Mm. I'd like to take a whole year off. That would be nice. I think I get bored after the first couple of months. I mean, like, I get a little antsy after a while. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Is it taking a year off from making movies or taking a year off from just doing anything? That's what it is. Well, it sounds like he's emotionally damaged, so maybe it's a year off from anything. Uh, Jenna Ortega says Wednesday season two will lean into horror and ditch any romantic love interests. She's also going to serve as a producer on the show. Well, that was good news. I there was, you go. I was hoping that she would be. Actually, I've never seen an episode of Wednesday at all. It's kind of, it's, it's all right. Yeah. All right, yeah. It's okay. It's pretty good. Uh, a list of, uh, or I'm sorry, sh- uh, Shaggy. I I just said we don't do enough stories about Shaggy. Which one? Not the one that used to work in Springfield. Okay. The the, the Shaggy, the, the artist. Yes. Yeah. Says, uh, we've been misinterpreting it wasn't me all these years. Remember that song, right? I, I do, yeah. It's not a cheating song. It's an anti-cheating song because at the end, the guy says he's going to fess up to his girl. Right. Okay. But he also cheated on her in order to come to that conclusion because she caught him having sex with somebody else. So now he's going to be honest. Mr. Boombastic. Well, let me do to tell you, it's not about a cheating. It's he sounds very so much Italian. more complex. He sounds a little Italian when I do it. Yeah. Well, he may be Italian. I okay. don't know. You take it. <laughs> Mr. Boombastic. Uh, Garth Brooks wants you to know his Nashville Honky Tonk will be serving every brand of beer. And if you're not cool with that, you can take your business to plenty of other places on Lower Broadway. So. Okay. He's got a contract with Anheuser-Busch just like everybody else does. <laughs> Marin Morris dressed as uh, Willie Nelson in drag for Billboard magazine's Pride issue. Willie commented, saying, "Quote, was wondering where that outfit went." <laughs> he's just, you know, what? he's he's ninety one years old. Yeah, he's probably just like he's just saying old man things now. Like he just doesn't, you know. I don't know how with it he is. Uh, I think he's pretty with it. I yeah. mean, the last interview I saw with him, it sounded like he was. Uh, well, I hope so. Still knew it. Yeah, see what pot can do to you? It can keep you alive to 91 <laughs> years old. <laughs> it's like he's being uh, pickled. That really is like, you know, if, to, for somebody to say, oh, pot is so damaging. And you're like, really? Willie Nelson's still alive. Tommy Chong's not getting any younger. That's right. Uh, a list of uh, some of the most covered songs in history. Can you, can you guess what one of them might be? Uh, Yesterday by the Beatles? Yes. How'd you know that? Because it's been the most covered song in history for the last 50 years. The Beatles, Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley, and Boys to Men. I didn't know Elvis Presley did Yesterday. 
Everybody did yesterday. Really? Uh, Satisfaction from the Stones. Uh, Devo, Vanilla Ice, and Jimi Hendrix. Love Me Tender. Okay. Uh, Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Jim Morrison, and Julie Andrews. I would have loved to have heard her version. How does uh, War Pigs by Black Sabbath fit in? Uh, that is not even on the list. Really? Yeah. That's too bad. Which it was weird because that has been covered quite a bit. Hasn't yes, it? actually it has. Uh, and going over to uh, Kim Kardashian, she says when she's in the bedroom, she needs the lights out. Really? Uh-huh. She must have had something to say. Oh my God, the last time I had the lights out was when Ray J gave me a mule kick to the pink toboggan in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> Don't ever say mush. No. When you're standing behind him. <laughs> And, uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once cleaned her plate. <laughs> okay. I had a Mongolian meat knuckle sandwich. Really? What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I used clumsy tongue on the canoe full of moose meat. <laughs> Did you ever have a, a canoe a, a, full of moose no, meat? No, no, but I have had a clumsy tongue before. Oh, uh, well, we can, we can both <laughs> chow down if you want to. She's into that, too. Uh, and that's your Hollywood treasure, Rock 102. Oh, yeah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, with the Environmental Protection Agency tells me to avoid prolonged outdoor activity. I'm already three steps ahead of you. I didn't have a lot of outdoor plans in the first place. Sure, the EPA and other governmental agencies are warning us about the current toxicity of the air that we're supposed to be breathing, but quite frankly, I find that the outdoors and the idea of fresh air to be a little bit overrated to begin with. But once Mother Nature and these Canadian wildfires start affecting important stuff like Major League Baseball games and women's basketball, well, that's where I have to put my foot down and voice my concerns. Yesterday, both Major League Baseball and the WNBA postponed games in both New York and Philadelphia out of concerns that the air quality is putting fans and their overpaid athletes at risk. After all, the current air quality conditions in New York, for example, are some among the worst in the world by a lot. The National Weather Service has placed Philadelphia in a code red situation, and apparently that's not good. That's now forced the postponement of games of not only Major League Baseball, but also women's basketball, which I do not believe play in open-air arenas. And in Springfield this weekend, you're going to have more than 1,400 athletes compete in the Ironman 70.3 event in which some of the healthiest people in the damn world are scheduled to run around the city for 13.1 miles, ride a bike to Granville and back, which is 56 miles, and swim downstream in the Connecticut River, which has just been poisoned by 50,000 gallons of raw sewage. And surprisingly enough, people are more concerned about the air. Folks, I am not only going to avoid all strenuous outdoor activities for the next 24 hours, I'm going to avoid all activity for the next 24 hours. Indoor activities too. Come to think of it, I do that sort of thing every Thursday. I also find myself doing that every Friday through Wednesday as well. And yet, I too feel the heaviness of the bad air that I'm breathing. And while I'm not happy that this poisonous smoke-filled Canadian air is interrupting important stuff like baseball games and other activities, I'm also not a big fan of burning my lungs out. In other words, don't get stupid, be safe out there, and please, Try not to breathe.
But hey, the FMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Two Weber grills are on sale at Rocky's. The Weber Genesis for $8.99 and the Weber Spirit for $5.69. With either Weber, you get free propane, assembly, and delivery. All the grills, all the grilling gear, free fuel, assembly, and delivery. Your grilling destination is at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 612 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, mostly savory out there today with a high of 66 and some rain showers. Uh, and, yeah. uh, the fresh air is mouth-watering. Yeah, and uh, tomorrow, um, rain with a high of 67. Looking at uh, 51 right now and an air quality index of 9,000. So I don't know if you saw this yesterday. I, 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 so there's a, there's, there is there is an index of zero to five hundred. Five hundred is like the worst you can uh, you yeah. can get. Like New York was at like four sixty yesterday. Yep. And um, New Delhi in uh, in India. I love that place. Yeah, I love a good deli. <laughs> um, it's a uh, it's known to have like horrible breathing conditions. Yeah. They're at like one sixty, and New York is at four sixty. So it just kind of shows you. How bad things are getting, it's, and it's not just New York. You were saying uh, before, you know, they're they're sensing this uh, smoke-filled air from as far down south as Alabama. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, if you look at the map, you can see like the swirl of smoke, and it goes all the way down into like Georgia area, mm-hmm. and then uh, it's just the entire East Coast. Yeah, that's crazy. The um the things to watch out for, and because you know, there there are side effects to breathing this kind of air, uh, headaches. Uh, irritation, fatigue, uh, respiratory I issues. I believe it's fatigue. No, it says here fatigue. Oh, that's for the it's the gues for the fatties. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, be careful with the fatigue. I hear that's uh, it's exhausting. Well, I'm a fatty. Uh, yeah, I have had a gue before. Have you? Yeah. I, I I don't know if I've I've I mean I've had my weight problems uh, in the past too, but I've never had the gue. Gued all over the sheets last night is what <laughs> I, I do. Don't. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. going to be a side effect of this kind of thing. But, uh, you know, if you got respiratory issues, someone who's got uh, prone to, like, bronchitis or uh, asthma or any kind of, uh, you know, breathing issue, now's not the time to start picking up smoking. You know what the ironic thing is? Masks would help right now. <laughs> yeah, they would, actually. You know? and And there are people who are wearing them. Uh, because of yeah, this. I, I was out yesterday in, in Rhode Island having uh, having lunch with uh, with my daughter and, and a friend of hers, and and uh, yeah, I mean we're like right on the ocean, and uh, you can you can see it hovering over the water. Yeah, a lot more people wearing masks, and you, you don't get the sense that it's a like a COVID type of thing. No. It's just like people people want to be able to breathe, but there's, if there's junk outside. I don't know if you can really wear the mask more than two or three times before you got to get rid of it. Yeah, well, I, it would be interesting to see how much silt is on the outside of the mask when you took it off. Yeah, you, have you have you rubbed your finger across your car? I did that yesterday. Yeah, it's it's like this like fine dust, and then I'm I'm at this softball game last night, and the stuff is falling from the sky. Yeah, it's ash from 500 miles away. That's crazy. Well, thank God your kids are playing in that because that's exactly yeah. what they need to toughen them up. Well, I they kind of asked us, you know. <laughs> it is well, it's playoffs, you know. Well, I, mean, yeah, I know gotta, it's, I know it's dangerous, but it's playoffs. Oh, well, hey, you know what? Uh, I've I've played outside of a campfire before. Uh, it's the same thing. 
You'll be safer playing inside the campfire. Yeah, exactly. Than you are right now. Uh, well, uh, you know, we like to do. We like to do. This. No, you, you, yesterday you told me to, to to feel the side of the car to to, to yeah. feel that 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 silt, and it reminded me like when you were in school. Yeah, and you rubbed your fingers down the the, the tray the, where the chalk oh, is. The chalk is. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of of that. Yeah, it's um, I it it's just the the smell is weird it's just a weird situation like i remember when this happened back in the late 90s it only lasted for a day or two and there wasn't much of uh you know the 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 plume moved out fairly quickly at that time but this is gonna be going on for like weeks well it's funny because it's not funny but it's interesting so i went on the uh, the weather channel this morning to kind of see where the air quality warning was and there's the air quality warning until midnight mm-hmm. according to the weather channel but if you go to some other site it'll say until friday at one and i'm not buying i'm not sure yeah. i know i'm not sure i'm believing that either i don't think they know because they said they can't predict the model more than 48 hours ahead of time so you know, each day they're like, "Oh, remember on Monday it was like this was supposed to be gone by Wednesday." Yeah, and then now it's not; it's still here. Well, I don't know if you remember this. Just a couple of years ago, there was this major pandemic that hit the entire Earth, yeah. and uh, they said it all be over in two weeks. Yeah, I don't know if you were aware of that. Yeah, it's not going to be over in two weeks. This is they, gonna... yeah, they were wrong about that too. This is going to go on for a while, like the, at least a month. The pictures of New York yesterday. Uh, there was a there's a picture I saw of Yankee Stadium. Now they can't they postponed the game at uh, mm-hmm. Yankee Stadium yesterday. They showed a bef- you know a before the wildfires uh, picture, and then an after the wildfires picture. Perfectly clear day in uh, in the Bronx. You can see yeah. for as, as far as the eye will take you. Here you can barely make out the bleachers in the outfield. Yeah, and it's all orangey, dirty. Yeah, it's yellow. a lot worse there than it is here. A lot worse. I, yeah, and I don't even know why that is, because other than the fact that you know you're talking about you know New York. It's the it's the jet stream. It's the way that the that 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 cold front, you know, or what, I call it a cold front, but that's what pushes cold fronts down. That stream that comes mm-hmm. down from Canada, right? And it it brings the most concentrated parts in different areas where you wouldn't expect it to be. You'd think it would be like right here, but it's not. It's actually further away because of the way it traveled. In that uh, in that weather pattern, it's now, it's scary. I mentioned the view from the couch. So this weekend, you've got this Ironman event yeah. that's coming into town. Fourteen hundred athletes, some of the healthiest people in the world, are going to be competing around Springfield. They're running uh, thirteen miles. They're on a bicycle for fifty-six miles between Granville and back, and then you got to swim in a river that's just uh, dumped fifty thousand gallons of raw sewage. Yeah. Now, uh, out of all those major concerns, it's the air that they're worried about. They're not worried about the fifty gallons, fifty thousand gallons of raw sewage that'll disperse on its own. Yeah, you won't. After breathing in the air, that you're know, dumping yeah. in a sewage full river, that's like the best part of the whole weekend. Well, you can always recover from uh, uh, all kinds of viral infections that you would get from swimming in poo water, but um, you. You can't recover that well from respiratory infections, right. and you know the the it's the swim event that's first. Yeah. So if you survive the toxicity of a poisoned river and can still get on a bike, 
after that. Well, I, this is the thing. I'd like to talk to somebody who's in the Iron Man competition and go, why would you want to jump in? I, know, I understand why you want to do the Iron Man competition. That's not, you know, uh, what I'm taking to task. Yeah. Why would you want to jump in a, a river full of poo in order to do that? Well, I don't think the organizers had any possible way of knowing <laughs> What they were facing, no, you know, this weekend. I mean, obviously, they, you know, this has been, you know, in, in the works for a long period of time. Yeah, but don't you like? Wouldn't you postpone something like that when you have contaminated water and, and air like, you can't breathe in? Right. It just seems a little uh, counterproductive to what you're trying to promote yeah. health. See, when the EPA says uh, restrict <laughs> your outdoor activity, that's real easy for me to do. But if you're the kind of person that actually likes physical activity and exercise mm -hmm. and loves being in the outdoors and loves running for 13 miles or being on a bike for 56, I would take that pretty seriously. I would, <laughs> I take would, it pretty I seriously. would listen to that and say, hmm, maybe I'll go see a movie instead. Yeah. I think that would be the better choice. Yeah. I, I do, too. This is uh, very apocalyptic, the smoke stuff. It's yeah. kind of like uh, when, when you see the... Um, uh, that volcano out in uh, where is it Yosemite Park or uh, what's the there's a big volcano out in the middle of the country that's ready to explode at any given time right yeah yeah yeah, yeah that would cover like the entire northern part of the hemisphere with with ash kind of like this yeah that's what it would look like that's kind of freaky mm, it is uh, it is freaky I mean you know not to cause uh, panic or nothing yeah. but uh because we're not the only ones doing that, but you know, I I'm gonna tell you, it's it's disgusting, and uh, you know, I've had a long history of not breathing great. Yeah, with the you know seasonal allergies and asthma and occasional you know, like a bronchial infection, and even I can feel this. It's like, ugh. yeah, it, and it, it, yeah, I'm loaded with fatigue. I've never had more fatigue in my life. I uh, I I stock up on fatigue yeah. almost every day. <laughs> I'm telling and, you. And I'm not getting quality fat of you. Now. Yeah. Headaches, had them, irritation. Yeah. Uh, certain parts of me are very irritated. And the fat of you, I don't even know what to do with. Uh -huh. Emphysema, cancer, birth defects. <laughs> not what did this. you expect? Not this. <laughs> yeah, it is It is a little freaky, but uh, what you got to do is you got to protect yourself. Stay inside. If you if you don't stay out there for too long, it's, it's not good for your lungs. It's 623 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dark side. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 628. And Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, mostly savory with a chance of hickory out there this, tonight uh, with a rainy skies. High of 65. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It's 52 in downtown Springfield. Um, oh, wait, you want me to? Do the laugh thing. No, I'm just uh, I'm just gonna tell oh. you that uh, Mike Scully, former executive producer oh, yeah. of The Simpsons, will be joining us after eight o'clock. Uh, also, the keyword to cash coming up just before that at eight. Sometimes I look at you and I don't know what uh, what you what you want me to say. Like I don't know if you're waiting for me to say something or. Well, you know, I thought uh, yeah. at at first I thought let's let's just go into the joke, and then I thought no, let me say something important, and uh, so I said, okay, Mike Scully coming up so, after eight. So there was a pause. It wasn't my fault that there was a pause no, there. No, no, I'll I'll own that. That's my awkward fault. awkward pause. Let me just take this opportunity to uh, to apologize to you for having any level of confusion between the two of us. I don't want any apology. I just want to know that I'm being courteous we're here. Good here. No, Are we're we fine. Good? We're good. We're good. Are you sure? Do yes. you want to laugh now? Just tell us a freaking joke. All right, fine. 
It's Baxanagle's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. And what's the difference between a butcher and a priest? I don't know, Steve. What's the difference between a butcher and a priest? The butcher doesn't lie about using grinder. <laughs> you see? Because uh, yeah, you know, no, I get that. They've been yeah. known to you like know, those kinds of things. Of course, yeah. it happens. What are you gonna do? Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Three. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Air quality concerns will continue today as the Mass Department of Environmental Protection uh, extends its advisory. The air quality alert is in effect for all of western Massachusetts until at least 12 a.m. tonight. But uh, they're saying this could go on for weeks on end because... Uh, it's not like the fire just gets put out and then the fire's still going. Too. Yeah, wouldn't like uh, having the fire bit put out be the thing that stops all this? You would think so, but it's not just one fire. There's 250 of them burning right now. Well, that's inconvenient. Let's start getting rid of some of these fires. Yeah. How difficult it can be. I mean, we we can buy a bunch of hoses, right? Yeah. Just keep connecting them to to our houses, and uh, we'll head up there. I don't. I wouldn't listen. For the sake of the air, I wouldn't mind putting together, say, 250 miles worth of hose to my house. How many hose you got coming over that house? I got a lot of hoses yeah. coming out of the house. Yeah, really. A lot of hose there. Tons of hose. Wall to wall. Hose everywhere you look. 300 feet of hose. I never stop with the hose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, air quality index scores across the region uh, were bad yesterday, mostly uh, falling in the unhealthy for a sensitive group's risk level. We're going to probably see the same in that today by the time uh, this afternoon comes around. Even with the rain and stuff, that doesn't do anything. You need the wind to blow it out of here. No. It ain't blowing it anywhere. Actually, you said it. With with the rain, Yeah, it does kind of smell like a... Like a like a wet campfire. Yeah, that's it. We, we were sitting at the game last night, and you get you get that like whiff of uh, it was just all in the air, and every once in a while you could smell it like stronger. Yeah, and then it would kind of you know kind of dissipate a little bit. Did, did anybody uh, at all uh, during that uh, softball game yeah. say, "Hey, is this safe for us to be out here and to let our kids play softball?" Nobody, nobody said anything. Nobody said anything. We just kind of were like, "Wow, it's pretty smoky out here." <laughs> you know, this, this can't could be, possibly be healthy for me you know, to sit in. That, this could be one of those things like down the road where we all, uh, you know, develop mesothelioma, and then we're like, "Remember that time we told you to go inside, and you all went out and watched a softball game?" <laughs> Now are are you happy? Yeah, remember that time yeah. we told you that the air was really bad, yeah. but you decided to be involved in an Ironman competition. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you should have listened. Well, there's poo in the water. I don't care. I'm going. Well, you're not going to be able to breathe throughout the whole thing. That's okay. I'm going still. Uh, they're saying anyone under 18, over 65, or who has lung and or heart disease should uh, limit their outdoor exertion for scores between 100 and 150. As we get closer to that 150 mark, everyone should be adjusting their behavior. So make sure you behave. I think you're on track to do behave the way they asked oh, you. Oh yeah. Well, I'm you know I'm yeah. uh, I'm very big into inactivity, and I think that's where I excel. 
Yeah. Well, you know, if anything saves me during this difficult time, it'll be my lack of desire to be outside. So if it's affecting the outdoor air quality, it's affecting the indoor air quality too, right? Yeah, it is. Because I was uh, smelling like smoke in my house last I, night. I smell smoke in this building. Yeah, and, you know, and, and as you know, this building is so well built that it, you, it would seem to be impervious to like yeah. uh, pathogens from the outside coming in. Yeah, usually it's the pathogens on the inside that are killing us slowly down here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the other work conditions are killing us, but from the outside, well, you're smelling it. No, I'm talking about like the mold. They had. Uh, remember we had the mold down here? I do. It's, it's better air in here with mold than it is outside. It, that, it, that's yeah. crazy, but it, that's the way it is. State police in Northampton conducted a motor vehicle stop on Wednesday around 8.30 p.m. after a Honda CRV was observed continuing straight through a left turn only intersection on Damon Road. Ooh. Oh, yeah, you they're not going to like that. Now. They're, they're going to. That's one of their biggest rule. That's one of the biggest pet peeves they have. Oh, that's one of their People taking a left turn onto Damon Road. One of their big, uh, big bugaboos, like uh, having sex with old ladies and bear traps. Trooper Timothy Alban uh, <laughs> discovered an active arrest warrant for the registered owner, Heather Long of Bennington, Vermont. Long was apprehended and identified as the operator of the vehicle. And that's what they said when they called it in on the call. They're like, yeah, we just want to do a, a driver's license check on... <laughs> I can't pronounce it's Lone Grand. Lone Grand, I think, is Lonergan. Oh, maybe that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, whatever. You know what I think? What's going on here? I think the air has got you all filled with fatigue. Lonergan. Yes, it does. No, it's fatigueway. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure it's pronounced fatigue. Anyway, Trooper Alpin then encountered three additional passengers with two providing false names and the front passenger Kenneth Alfano lacking a driver's license. Since no licensed drivers were present, the vehicle was towed. During an inventory search, drug paraphernalia was found, leading to a thorough search that uncovered a Taurus G2 9mm. Oh, it makes the Aries G2 9mm look like a astrological yeah, right. mystery. Right. Isn't that what that is? Are they talking about astrological science? They are, yes. Yeah. Well, are they confiscating tools of a psychic? It's a Taurus G2 9mm. Yep. Well, we're, we're sad, yeah. which is good because you know we're suddenly at a uh, at a, uh, a supply and demand problem with tarot cards. Uh, oh, the tarot card industry is taking a hit. Oh right man, now. like you uh, wouldn't believe. Approximately 46 grams of crack cocaine and 1,350 wax paper folds containing heroin. All the occupants, including uh, Lonegran. Uh, Lonegan, whatever, and Alfano uh, were identified as two juveniles were arrested and transported to State Police Northampton for booking. Lone Grain and uh, Lonergan. Alfano were uh, assigned a bail of $25,000 each, while the juveniles faced a $5,000 bail. See what age gets you? That's discrimination. It is discrimination. Why do kids get a lower bail? I don't know. Uh, but you know they'll probably be able to work it off by mowing lawns or shoveling driveways. Oh, listen, they'll be, they'll be back on track in no time. <coughs> I think I'm getting like an itchy throat more often too. It's the fatigue. It's fatigue way. Okay, Steve, uh-huh. you be you be that way. Springfield police are investigating a double hom- double homicide after two bodies were found inside of an apartment on Union Street on Wednesday, according to Ryan Walsh. At around midnight, officers were sent to an apartment at 200 block of Union Street. For a report of two bodies, when officers arrived and entered the apartment, the two bodies of adult men were found. 
No further information has been released at this time. The Springfield Department and Homicide Unit is investigating with the Hamden DA's murder unit. If you have any ins- information on this incident, you're asked to call the Springfield Police. Uh, Springfield police officers were shot at while they were at a homicide investigation on the 200. Is it, Oh, is this the same story? I believe it is. Why did they have two separate stories of the same story? I, I, I don't really know. Okay. Well, when officers arrived at that, uh, that shooting, they, they were shot at. Luckily, everybody's okay. You know, the cops are just trying to do their job. You know, one, you shouldn't be shooting at cops anyway, because one, uh, they can fire back. And then yeah. two, uh, they're trying to do their jobs. Let them do their jobs. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, shooting at cops is like taking a baseball bat to a hornet's nest, an active live hornet's nest. Yeah, and and they'll sting them. back harder. Yeah. The uh, Springfield Police Department seized a loaded shotgun near the intersection of Walnut and King Streets on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, according to Ryan Walsh, on Tuesday around 1.40 p.m., a detective found a suspect vehicle that was involved in a previous incident. When officers arrived, they saw a woman, 46-year-old Tammy Regan, in the passenger seat and then was detained. When the vehicle was being searched, officers found a shotgun and unspent shotgun shells. Regan was also wanted for several warrants and was arrested and charged with uh, possession of a firearm without an FID card and ammunition without an FID card and also on a previous arrest warrant. Uh, she's from Coventry, Connecticut. It's hmm. a long way to be out of the way to get arrested. Yeah, a little bit. But- I think you want to get arrested. You want to get arrested close to your house. Easy access well, for the people to bring you bail and all that I stuff. Suppose, I, mean, I mean, you wouldn't want to be hundreds of miles away. That's for sure. No. But at least, you know, but but say you're the one who's furthest out of town from family. Like if I were getting arrested, I'd probably want to get arrested, you know, closer to the eastern part of the state yeah. so that I can inconvenience my own family rather than any of you here. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So. Although if I were ever arrested uh, and, you know, I have no plans on doing that, I would take the 10th caller at 293-1021 to pay my bail. Don't say that because then people are going to call. This is a hypothetical situation. Hypothetical. Do not call now. It's it's a hypothetical. If I were arrested for any reason, I think the 10th caller would be the best way to pay my bail. Well, that's how we decide most things around here. Yes. When we have meetings upstairs, we'd pretend like we're, you know, doing a, a radio show. And they're like, "Okay, uh well we're we're going to we're going to uh, have a new coffee maker in the in the in the break room. Everybody in favor?" And they're like, I are like, no, you know what? Uh, let's let's yeah. do it. Let's run a contest. Yeah, pull out your cell phones yeah. and call 293-1021. Right. Not see, now. See, now they're calling. I told you that was going to happen. I know. A Pioneer Valley Transit Authority bus was involved in an accident on Wednesday evening when the Western Mass News crews arrived on scene. They saw it happen near the Bay Street Apartments in Springfield. Uh, according to the Springfield Fire Captain Droopy Monty, the bus bumped a pole and knocked down some wires. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you do it better than I do. There are wires yeah. all over the ground. <laughs> no injuries have been reported. I wonder if he likes that. You know, I'm going to guess that Drew Piamonte does not like that. He doesn't like Droopy Monty? Oh, no. No, I do like that. I oh. would show you a lesson, but I am consumed with fatigue. 
Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, uh, air quality uh, alert is in effect at least until midnight tonight as the smoke from those wildfires continues today. It is going to be uh, rainy with a high of 65. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Once again, Father's Day is right around. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 651. And the Rolling Stones of Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Uh, air quality alert uh, continues to be in effect at least until midnight tonight. Going to see rainy uh, skies today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 67. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, we've been uh, we've been talking about the air quality all morning long. And, uh, you know, I, let me just uh, kind of get your mind off of it a little bit and start stop thinking about, like, you know, yeah. nasty, unbreathable air. The Big Bonk and Smoke is returning to the log cabin on Wednesday, June 21st. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, fun night out uh, with beautiful uh, orangey views of the side of Mount Tom. Your admission includes a few cigars from the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam, uh, an event t-shirt from Gigi Inc.'s Custom Printing Inc., uh, Custom Printing, and a premium food spread that will be absolutely mouth-watering. Details and tickets available at rock102.com. You can also purchase them in person at the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam, Cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. You've got to be over 21 with a positive ID to enter. It's the big bong and smoke June 21st at the Log Cabin, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Ah, great for the uh, – brought to you by the American Lung Association. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, some beer companies uh, want to be the life of the party, but Sam Adams – is fine being the beer you drink when you bail on all your friends and you just want to sit at home alone by yourself. Is that a new marketing plan? Yes, it is. Really? Sam, Sam Adams is selling a mock beer can toy online called the I Can't Can, and it's basically a magic eight ball, right? <laughs> In the description, it says, uh, when you shake it, it will provide you with an excuse to, quote, ditch unwanted obligations and get back to what summer is all about, drinking beer. On your back porch, far, far away from your, you know, I actually like that sports idea. Sports teams, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, there are twelve excuses inside with uh, beer pun excuses like working on a six pack or making poor choices. Get it? Poor, I do. Yeah, and, or caught an ailment. Uh, Clever. Yeah. They were available on pre-order on their website for $5.30, but they sold out immediately. <laughs> there should be more soon. The first batch ships on July 10th. Well, now you got so many people jumping off the Bud Light bandwagon. They're looking yeah. for other beer to drink. Yes. Should I drink another crappy beer? Yes, absolutely. You should. Drink this one. <laughs> Except Sam yeah. Adams is a decent beer. Now, actually, I've heard from people who drink Sam Adams that they said they changed the recipe uh, within the last few years, and it doesn't taste the same as it did anymore. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it shows you how out of the loop I am on that one. Well, you're not. You weren't. You weren't really like a heavy beer drinker, anyway, were you? I uh, I started off that way. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I mean, in my form, in, in, in my adult- formative drinking years, yes, yeah. beer was the primary uh, go-to. Right, but when you were young and your heart was an open book and you drank all that beer, you know you did. You, you know, know I did. I did. But 
that was in your younger days. Yes. You really didn't care about what kind of beer was going down the gully. Oh, I listen. Yeah. I your wife split hairs if it's if it's yeah. available and I didn't pay for it. Yeah, that's right. You know, I was drinking Genesee Cream Ale Ooh. there uh, because that was all I could afford. It was only two dollars and thirty five cents a six pack. Ooh, man, yeah. that's nice. It, uh, but you know, did you ever get into like the connoisseur uh, part of the? Oh, like it's, this is hoppy or this is. Uh, I'm not. I, I, I listen. I I like. I actually really enjoy. Yeah. A a a very. Uh, I enjoy a high quality craft beer a lot. Yeah. I really do enjoy it. But I I have I do not necessarily say that in a pinch. I, I won't have like a like a bush. Bush. <laughs> I mean, if, the only thing you've got in the cooler is the bush. Yeah. I will grab the bush. What about a Milwaukee's Beast Ice? Ooh, man, that's uh, who you got to be in a certain mood for that one. Yeah. But yes, I've I have uh, I've gone that route. Yeah, I, that, we used to drink that. Yeah, that was the because it's cheap. Anything that's cheap and it has alcohol in it. Yeah, it, uh, it's a college so- kid has uh, no. <laughs> Qualms about that. You, you know, over the weekend, I'm at this uh, this college reunion, and I'm with people that I used to drink with a lot, and all of us are like at the same point in our heads. Where like, like, yeah, none of us really wanted to drink. Mm-hmm. No, none of us really want to hang over anymore. None of us really want. And we kind of like we've all kind of moved on from getting loaded, but we still had loads of stories to tell of like. Buying a case of beer for three ninety nine oh, because yeah. they all came in returnables. But uh, was there one of you at least that became a professional alcoholic? Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah, a yeah. couple of rehabs for some people. Yeah, not yeah. me. Uh, See, you were part of. The, you came out on the good side of that. Spent a good deal of time with a with a friend of mine whose liver practically fell out of her body. Really, just about. Oh well, and and she's fine now. She's good now. Yeah. She's right as rain. She's she's not doing any more beer. Or any other kind of booze. No, yeah. no. It was all it was all water. See, that's the thing you should be... That would make me happy. You go to a, a reunion, you're like, thank God I didn't have any of this stuff. <laughs> thank God I didn't develop an addiction. Good thing. Yeah, yeah. Good thing. It's 6.50. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, they are calling this the biggest development in American soccer history since Pele decided to throw away his career and play for the New York Cosmos in 1975. According to reports, Argentina's Lionel Messi, arguably one of the greatest soccer players in the world, has decided to start dinking around with his current team, the Paris Saint-Germain football team in France, and he will instead be coming to play in America for the Club International de Football Miami, also known as Inter-Miami of the MLS. That's right, Lionel Messi coming to Miami to play for Major League Soccer. Now, for some, having Messi come to America is a jaw-dropping bombshell. It's like the biggest soccer news that this country has ever seen since the days of Pele. You're talking about one of the greatest soccer players of all time coming to the U.S. to play a game that most Americans don't really care about unless it involves your kid. Now, is this a surprising move? I suppose it is. Although for me, the most surprising part of the entire story isn't just that he's coming to the States. To me, the most surprising part is that he's apparently in a professional soccer team in Miami. 
I'm just finding this out now, and they've been there for five years. Man, the more you know. Listen, I know that having Messi play in the States is kind of a big deal. I'm just not one of those guys who's ever spent a single moment thinking about Major League Soccer. I mean, I know about the New England Revolution, but I never bothered to see them up close. Nor could I have identified any of the other 28 teams in the league. Why not? I think it has something to do with the idea that I really don't care. Now I might have to, and I'm not particularly happy about it. What will it take for me to watch this guy, apart from bribery and threats of violence? Trust me, that remains to be seen. All I know is that while this is, an in- while this is international news, news which has already resulted in a sudden crush of boosted ticket sales, most Americans are already dealing with quite a lot of other things already. And adding Lionel Messi to the American Soccer League isn't really making that any easier, at least not yet. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Stuff that you can make on your big green egg. Scallop potatoes, pretzels, eggplant parm, meat pies. I love a meat pie. You thought it was just a grill? Think again. These recipes and dozens more are on the Big Green Egg website. Wood, charcoal, fire, the Big Green Egg from Rocky's is a pinnacle of outdoor cookery. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Spring. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven and Simple Minds of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, air quality alert uh, still in effect at least until midnight tonight. Uh, it's rainy with a high of 65 today. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Mike Scully, former executive producer of The Simpsons, is going to be uh, joining us in the studio after 8 o'clock. Haven't seen him in a while, so it'd be uh, great to have him back. Yeah, well, the writers are on strike, so uh, he's got nothing better to do. <laughs> I'll come to East Longmeadow from Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah why not? Uh, you celebrating Father's Day? Uh, you know, well, I, I I don't really know. I'm kind of uh, on the fence about whether uh, I'm going to be in New Hampshire or uh, visiting my own father. Well, let me ask you this. What do you want to do for Father's Day? Because usually you're told what to do for Father's Day. Yeah. You know, the thing is, like, uh, the scam of Mother's Day. I mean, uh, people go out all out for Mother's Day. Yeah. But we do nothing for Father's Day. There's no there's no Sunday brunch for, for, for Father's Day. You know, you don't really get a great present for Father's Day. No. You know what they do? They give you grill tools and an apron and say, here, cook us something on that smoker yeah, thing you got. on Father's Day. Yeah. I, you know, to me, like the best Father's Day would be to take a very long nap in the middle of a day. That would be about as good as I'd ever expect. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't need the day. I don't, uh, that's not, like, to me, that's not, like, one of these, oh, my God, Father's Day is coming up. I wonder yeah. what somebody will get me. Yeah, I mean, I would, I mean, I'd like to spend time with my own dad. That's, uh, you know, that's cool. That's that's fun. But, uh, yeah, but, but your dad doesn't want to spend time with you. Well, you know, that's I, the you, problem. you can't really yeah. blame him for that. Uh, Fireball is on a mission to make Father's Day less boring. The whiskey brand is marking the occasion by releasing precisely 618 bottles in honor of the June 18th date of its first ever barrel-aged whiskey, Fireball Dragon Reserve. Oh, great. Wow. Puke in a bottle that was sat on the shelf longer than the other stuff did. You you know, there's there's nothing better for Father's Day to to remind the entire family what sort of dysfunctional situation you come from with then more alcohol. Right. Yeah. Danny Sewich, the global brand director for Fireball, says, We know whiskey drinkers are always looking for the hottest, most exclusive new offering. No, they're usually looking for a toilet. But but most of those products (laughs) 
are way too expensive. That's why we created Dragon Reserve, because the best gifts don't have to break the bank. Just your mother's face. You'll be dragging the entire day, the entire next day. But they should break convention and bring the heat, where Fireball Signature Common Whiskey promises to, quote, taste like heaven and burn like hell. Dragon Reserve is for those who prefer a more refined sip, Mm. aged for approximately three months in dragon-charred barrels. Uh, That is uh, charred American oak premium whiskey barrels. Dragon Reserve maintains the spicy flavor of real cinnamon with additional undertones of smoky oak. Why don't you just drink a regular fireball and go outside and breathe the air? You'll be all set. (laughs) The char on the barrels apparently uh, lends uh, tannic influences, which aren't detected in standard fireball. Mm. As with the original whiskey, Dragon Reserve will be bottled at 66 proof. (laughs) You know, if my kids bought me that, it would sit in a shelf and just collect dust. Well, I would do nothing for me. I mean, Fireball isn't the kind of thing you buy somebody for them to enjoy at a later time. No, it's it's something you do because now it's something you do because you got nothing to do. Yeah, it's a here and now, and it's a plastic (laughs) bottle. It's not like you know the the commemorative. I remember my dad, uh, my my brother bought my dad this. It was a collectible train from Jim Beam. Yeah, and it had the engine and the boxcar and the caboose and all that stuff. And the thing was was worth a lot of money, yeah. Because that came from bottled from the factory, the Jim Beam factory that burnt down. Oh so you yeah, still, they don't, so they don't so do it, that anymore. So it added to value to it until my brother came home for Christmas one year and go, you know, he's going up on the mantle looking at the train. Who opened the Jim Beam? <laughs> <laughs> he had peeled. My dad had peeled that seal, you know, the, the paper seal that they put on the top? Yeah. Like, meticulously peeled the seal back, drank the bourbon, and then put it back as if nobody would know. And nobody probably would have known if my brother hadn't checked the, the, the God, seal. God, how bad do things have to be when you have to gaff your own collectibles? Isn't that messed up? <laughs> Remember when we were kids, though, there were a whole lot more, like, alcohol-related uh, like decorative collectibles. I mean, yeah. there, there's that, but I also remember, like, you know, like people, like, uh, like there was like a like a like a, a woven basket that surrounded bottles of Matus, okay. which is like a, like a Portuguese wine, yeah. and uh, you know, you, people would have the bottle because a beautiful bottle, and there'd be like pictures of uh, Portugal. But if you had the 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 wicker basket around that, yeah. that made it more valuable. I knew more Portuguese families that had that. An empty bottle of Matus in a wicker basket as a, as a conversation piece. Like, would you happen to have more Matus in the house? See, we used it. We, we didn't buy my dad alcohol because he already had enough of that. We'd buy him these commemorative bottles of Old Spice. Oh, yeah. With the one that looked like a lighthouse and uh-huh. the other one that looked like a ship. And then, you know, it was like all these different bottles they would come out with every year. Yeah. And I remember throwing most of them away when I was cleaning out my parents' house. Like, you never got rid of those things. But they weren't worth anything. I looked them up. They weren't – they were – one of them, you know, had fallen and all the all the old spice fell out. <laughs> that stuff is nasty. Oh, the old spice? Yeah. What is uh, – that was like a popular cologne. Did women really like the smell of that? Well, you know, uh, you know, back in the olden days, I mean, you didn't – you had some of your high-end colognes. But you know, the nothing every, like never, we have today. No, yeah. no. But the everyday guy didn't didn't 
go for that. He went for the after He went for the the you know, the the uh, the British sterling, the high karate, high karate, high karate, the aqua velvas. Mm-hmm. You know the many different scents of the aqua velva line. Brute, brute by Fabergé, uh, musk by Jovan. That made you that made you feel you know, real animalistic. But you know, you, you know regular guys, uh, you know, wouldn't go and buy like a hundred dollar bottle of cologne. What, what you do is you go to the the uh, you you go to the you go to the convenience you, you store. You go to the Woolworths and you, you go, go down there you, and you, you you go to the Woolworths. You, yeah. you, you pass toothpaste and then you go right there. Then you get your old spice. Uh, it was just so gross. I remember wearing that on a date once when I was a teenager, and the girl <laughs> saying, "You smell like my dad." That wasn't uh, yeah. something. That wasn't uh, what I was going for with that. When I when in college in the eighties. Every guy of that age yeah. was soaking themselves in polo. Oh, yeah, polo. Remember polo? Polo was actually a good-smelling thing, so, except everybody was wearing it to the point where nobody ever wanted to smell that again. Yeah. It would be like, it would be like you know, standing in the men's room after like a, a bean potluck dinner. You wouldn't want to be anywhere close to that kind of stench. I don't wear cologne anymore. Between, I don't either. Between the underarm deodorant, uh, you know... Uh, I, that, that pretty much kind of covers it for me. I'll I'll wear it on a, on on occasion. Sometimes I'll I'll wear it if I'm out, you know, you know, trying yeah. to look all good and stuff. Yeah. But for the for the most part, every day around here, no, nah, I don't yeah. do it. Yeah, I've tried to cover it up the smell of weed with cologne. You know what happens? You just smell like cologne and weed. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really work. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They haven't come up with a scent that neutralizes the smell of the they, weed. They should. I tell you what, you, you want to go to bed a million dollar idea. Yeah couple of sprays and you're not smelling like uh, like a skunk at all well they got uh you know they got the poo-pourri for the bathroom yeah uh, why wouldn't they have like a a ganja uh puree? a weed puree. a weed puree. Yeah. yeah i like that a we popo sh- weed Ooh, look at you yeah uh, coming up with the idea i'm already marketing things in my head hey you might you might as well uh it's funny how like we, how bad the smell is of that sometimes i went into the east hampton rmv last week okay and it was like, it wasn't the fresh weed from Insa downstairs. Right. It was the freshly smoked weed that somebody had bought off the street, or or their hat. They have the the roach clip in their pocket. Oh yeah. It was like overwhelming, and it's like that's not a good smell to be to have. We had to go into Big Lots mm-hmm. uh, about two weeks ago. You know, we we needed something cheap, right. and we had, we went into Big Lots. And I could, and I could smell weed, like like a real strong smell of weed. Burnt. Yeah. Yeah. But there wasn't anywhere near anyone close to me for another good fifteen feet. If I can smell your weed from fifteen feet, yeah, might be time to ease up a little bit. Yeah, you might want to uh, slow down. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have a, the greatest sense of smell in the world, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, if I can smell you from fifteen feet. You yeah. might be smoking too much weed. That's pretty bad. It's bad. I'm really glad we had this conversation. I don't even remember what it was about. I don't even. <laughs> it's 722 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rock 102's Clap 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 727 and Hendrix with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the complete forecast, but, uh, you know, we got this smoky air going on here from those uh, Canadian wildfires. Canadian. Whatever. Uh the Hawaiian volcano Mount Kilauea 
just started to erupt at 11 a, uh, 11.06 a.m. Eastern yesterday. Oh, good. We could put some more things into the air. Yeah. The USGS says it's a vigorous eruption that is getting visual very quickly. Mm. Uh, they have a live camera on the rim of the volcano. Oh, it's the job of the camera to be on the rim. Yes. 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 That is the position they are in. Yes. The USGS uh, issued a volcanic eruption uh, just after 11 a.m. yesterday saying Kealua Volcano is erupting uh, at approximately 4.44 a.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. The USGS uh, observed detected glow in the Kealua Summit. Uh, webcam images indicating that an eruption has commenced. So the air quality is going to suck out there, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I suppose that if the wind strikes it, it could uh, <clears throat> blow all of that Ash over to us all the way. I don't know if that would happen. No one would have thought we'd have Canadian smoky air in this town, too, but we do. But that's 500 miles away. What's the distance between at least the West Coast and and Hawaii? 3,000 miles? Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm just saying it's it's possible. There's only so uh, so much that the atmosphere can handle. All right. Well, that's, uh, and I'm up to here with breathing like this. Well, uh, we're in the apocalypse, folks. I don't know uh, what else to tell you. Hey, uh, one word could give you $1,000. Weekdays 8, 11, 2, and 5. Listen for the $1,000 keyword to cash. Enter the keyword into Rock 102 before midnight for your chance to win 1000 bucks. So simple. You play every weekday for your uh, chances to increase. It's uh, your chance to put $1,000 in your pocket. The keyword to cash brought to you by TextMeForTires.com. Kim Keogh of the Nielsen team. Olivia and Keller Williams. And Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. How many uh, asthma inhalers are you, can $1,000 buy? Because you're probably going to need one. You pr- <laughs> it depends. If insurance is paying for it, maybe like uh, quite a few. But if you're paying for it on your own, two. Isn't it, isn't it just weird, like, being outside? Like, it's, yeah. it's just feels weird. There's something just strange about the whole thing. Yeah, and, and it's making all, I, I, I can't speak for you. I know you you're said you're kind of uh, tired today, yeah. but I'm feeling kind of dragged out myself. Well, I'm tired for different reasons, but. Uh, yeah, but this isn't helping you. This is probably making it worse. Oh, I'm sure it probably is. Had this been, you know, crystal clean, fresh air, you probably wouldn't be half as miserable as you are right now. Yeah, that's, I'm not miserable. You're miserable. I'm just tired. Never today. seen you more miserable in my life. Yes, you have. Yeah, actually, yeah, have. I actually have. Yeah. We have news next to Rock 102. Your patio is open. 7:33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Aqua. Uh, excuse me, uh, Gary Rom Hyundai. Go to Gary Rom Hyundai today. Get zero percent financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bex. Uh, State police in Northampton conducted a motor vehicle stop on Wednesday around 8.30 p.m. after a Honda CRV was observed continuing straight through a left turn only intersection on Damon Road. If you're going to be in Northampton, that is the last thing you should be doing is going straight in a left turn only lane. Ah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Trooper Timothy Alban discovered an active arrest warrant for the registered owner, Heather Bennington, Vermont, was apprehended and identified as the operator of the vehicle. Trooper Alban uh, then encountered three additional passengers with two providing false names. Ooh, Barry McOchner and Lix Latzabax. <laughs> Very popular dudes. Where'd you hear those names? Uh, local radio show. <laughs> anyway, uh, they arrested... Providing two false names in the front passenger, Kenneth Alfano, for lacking a driver's license. Since no licensed drivers were present, the vehicle was then towed. And during an inventory search of the vehicle, 
Drug paraphernalia was found, uh, leading to the uh, thorough search that uncovered a Taurus G2 9mm firearm, approximately 46 grams of crack cocaine, and 1,350 wax paper folds containing heroin. Now, you know, I, we talked about this yesterday. I mean, you go through all that work, putting all that heroin in those wax paper folds, only to have it confiscated by the police. Yeah, I know. Uh, all like, that work for nothing. You know, you're like you're getting ready for a bake sale and you got to wrap up all the cupcakes the night before. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a pain in the butt. And then nobody eats the cupcakes. You know, and, and you're stuck with a bunch of cupcakes. In this case, the cupcakes are gone. Again, that's uh, it, it's so you know so much work for so for so little reward. You know, I was always told that uh, back in the day when uh, police would like confiscate booze from kids, yeah, they would take it home and drink it. Really? Yeah. But it's evidence. Is it really evidence? It's supposed to be removing, evidence. Uh, alcohol from a child. <sighs> Again, child works so hard to get access to that alcohol. And then you know the cops just ruin a good buzz. That's that's kind of that's kind of kind of what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, I know. Springfield officers were shot at while they were at a homicide investigation on the 200 block of Union Street on Wednesday, according to Ryan Walsh at about 1:55 a.m. Officers were outside of a building on the 200 block of Union Street where the homicide investigation was going on and heard gunshots coming from the intersection of School and High Streets. When three officers turned onto School Street from Union Street, they heard and felt bullets fly by them. As more officers arrived, they found a car in a building window uh, on the 0100 block of School Street had been shot at. Detectives reviewed the video and discovered the incident began with a group of people talking. Then one person entered a car. When that person drove away, one suspect started shooting at the car as it sped away. A second suspect also started firing a gun in the direction of the officers who were going to the initial gunfire. Several suspects were detained, in the two, but two shooting suspects were able to run away from the incident. The Springfield Police Detective Bureau, along with the Firearms Investigation Unit, are investigating. It's uh, kind of a scary thing to... Yeah. You're already going to a, a, a case where two people are dead, and then now you're getting shot. The crime is still continuing. Oh, these are scary times, man. Hey, pack your bags. Do you know why? No. There is a new non-stop tropical destination flight from Bradley International Airport starting yesterday. But it's on Spirit Airlines. Oh, ah. Jesus. Spirit Airlines announced that it had added a new non-stop tropical destination flight to Bradley just in time for the start of summer. Travelers can fly from Bradley to San Juan, Puerto Rico, beginning Wednesday, June 7th, on a four-hour non-stop flight uh, to to Puerto Rico. The first flight in, in the new route will depart from Bradley at 9.30 p.m., and the uh, route will operate year-round on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. You know, if it wasn't Spirit Airlines, I'd be excited about it. Yeah, but since it is, it's almost impossible to get excited about it. Here, uh, would you like to be shoved on a plane with zero amenities and plastic hard seats for four hours? And no guarantee that you'll get anywhere on time? Yes, I'll take it. How much is the fare? Six bucks. You know, as much as I like a good deal and uh, save uh, money, <clears throat> uh, I do everything I can to avoid certain airlines that I do not feel safe on. And I'm not trying to trash a business, make, some, make no mistake, but you know, that would not be my first choice to fly Spirit. Why not? 
because I don't know uh, how comfortable I feel about uh, you know being on an airline that may not be as reliable as others. Yes, but is it uh, is it just because you've only heard bad things in the news media yes. about them? Yes, these are snap judgments that I'm taking from uh, people from other people. Well, I don't think you should be doing that. I think you should give the uh, benefit of the doubt. Yeah, see, well, but sometimes when you do that, you realize, well, this would explain all the complaints. Yeah, but like sometimes the complaints are, are are justified. Do I want to be that kind of guy who uh, who who takes that risk? I, I've I've flown uh, fairly frequently within the last three years. Right, you know, as far as you know, pandemic. Uh, restrictions aside i've never had a problem that people have on these planes that's what i'm saying there's so many there's so many planes are flying across the country uh, yeah eventually you're gonna have an incident right where somebody catches it on video but i don't think it happens as often as it's portrayed to happen maybe not but you know it's like uh it's like when it's like when the pinto was on the was on the road remember the pinto yeah, the Pinto. and, and the, uh, the the deal was that if you uh, if you rear-ended a Pinto, there's a chance it would explode. Mm. Well, I mean that, that only happened a couple of times. It's not like you know thousands of people perished in Pinto explosions, but no one wanted to buy a Pinto because they were afraid it was going to explode in a rear impact situation. I would have still bought a Pinto. You would have, but like a lot of people didn't want to buy the Pinto because they were afraid that thing was going to go boom and 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 you die in the explosion. Well, you know, I mean, if you want to travel and uh, the only way to do it uh, in an inexpensive way is through uh, Spirit Airlines, there are some people that will say, yeah, I think I'll take a bus. A yeah, bus might be a better option. Nothing wrong with a bus. A mega bus. I like a bus. Wi- where they have Wi-Fi on it. See, I like a uh, bus. Uh, if your partner accuses you of stealing one of the cookies they made for a graduation party, it probably won't help your case if you are later caught stealing another cookie. A 34-year-old man in Wisconsin named Daniel Barton was accused of stealing a cop car back in December, and he was awaiting trial in that case. But last week, he was caught stealing another cop car. Officers were conducting a traffic stop when someone drove off with one of their squad cars. It was unclear where Daniel came from. He wasn't the man that they had pulled over. But that guy did witness the cruiser being taken. Sir, you were doing 75 and a 55. I'm writing you a ticket for 300 bucks. And he goes, yeah, your car's being stolen. (laughs) By the same guy who stole it last time. Daniel was nabbed a little while later. He was no longer in the car. He was trying to hide in a gym. The police car was nearby. There was no video from inside that cop car. But back in December, dash cameras captured the suspect giggling as he drove off. <laughs> I'm stealing a cop car. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> I'm stealing a car. Yay. You'll never catch me, copper. <laughs> Look, he's got his lights on. <laughs> yeah, don't steal a cop car. No, don't ever do that. Uh, you're. Well, I guess we can end this now. Right? Yeah, we got, yeah, we got nothing going on. You're oh, and uh, Scully and other things. Pioneer Valley forecast today. Uh, air uh, quality advisory is still in effect and will be at least until midnight tonight, but it's probably going to go longer than that. Uh, rainy today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 67. It's 52 in downtown Springfield, and that's the news on Rock 102. <laughs> Your husband? Yes. Your dentist? No. 
Your brother-in-law? Yep. How about you? Are you a good candidate for laser vision correction? It's Classic Rock. It's 749 and the Scorpions are back in Nagel on Rock 102. What? Somebody wrote me a joke. Uh, what were we talking about hiding in a gym? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you see what I, I saw what that guy wrote? Yes. Can I say that? No. Oh, no. That's, okay. No. Don't don't say. It. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny, but it's a uh, it's a it's a little too hot. I think it's hilarious. I know it's hilarious, but it's a little right. too hot. All right. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is uh, Carlos Alomar. Spent a, a number of years playing with David Bowie on eleven albums. In fact, no other musician in the world played more often that, uh, with David Bowie than Carlos Alomar. But he also was in you know played with hundreds of other people and had been on more than 30 gold and or platinum records. It's a great conversation. You will enjoy it. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. It's all brought to you by ZM Home Buyers. Find them online at znmhomes.com. Next week, my guest is Larry Meislevic, a great drummer who played for the band Skayfish and also three years playing as a touring member of Iggy Pop's band. That's coming up on Monday. Again, on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. All right. Are you ready? I am uh, ready. Are you ready or I are you am, just I, saying you're ready? I'm just kind of saying I'm oh. ready. Yeah. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. You want to hear the uh, the audio from that guy stealing the police car? Yeah, I kind of do. Yeah, that was uh, the one I was just talking about with a guy uh, stole a police car for the second time within like eight months. Uh, here's the moment that the police officer realized that Daniel Barton had stolen their vehicle. Is that your squad? That's your squad. Someone just stole my squad. The same person that stole an MPD squad before. Yeah. It's it's the same guy that stole the last one from us. Well, he's got a that, you that, know that's that's his uh, that's how he works. That's small town Wisconsin. Oh yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? When when you're like he got us again. Doggone it! Second car that he took in like nine months. It's crazy. Uh, so there, there you go. That's uh, that that's that audio. A new study out of California State University, Long Beach, uh, the Shark Lab. Ooh, that's cool. The Shark Lab. That does sound fun. Uh, shows that sharks and swimmers are often very close to each other at the beach. The good news is that attacks are extremely rare, so the sharks are really not that interested in people. Here's Chris Lowe, director of CSU's Long Beach Shark Lab, talking about the data and what it means. We expect that these current hotspots will go cold and someplace else will go hot. So what we always tell people is always understand that these sharks are highly mobile. They could always be at your beach. But rest assured, the data that we're getting now indicates that as long as you're not bothering them, they won't bother you. Pretty much like any other time. <laughs> but what <laughs> Anytime you, you're confronted by animals. Right, but if you're inadvertently in the water and you don't know that there's a shark there and you accidentally, let's say, kick it in the side, that shark is going to come after yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're in the ocean, you're playing in his living room. That's right. You know, I mean, that's that's. I mean, he's not going to attack you if you're like you know, two miles offshore, but uh, you're playing in the ocean, that's the kind of thing that can happen. Uh, there was a huge tractor-trailer crash on a Missouri highway involving a loaded cattle trailer pickup and four other vehicles. The incident took hours and a whole crew to sort out and clean up. It's cows, pallets, and beers removed from the uh, massive uh, bridge crash. Ready? I'm ready. There you and go. semis, everybody's always afraid of semis. I mean, they just... And when there's an accident with them, it's it's 
typically it's a big deal. He was hauling a lot of it ended up on the bridge. So, and plus the trailer was broken, so they got to cut the trailer up to get it loaded and get it out of there. But then you got to still clean everything up off the bridge. So a lot of handwork. Like multi uh, multi uh, load uh, cows, uh, wood pallets. I can see. Yeah. A cow livestock and then beer. I didn't know they shipped beer in the same like load. Uh, you would do a cow. Uh, well, I mean, with. I find that hard to imagine. Well, uh, because you never know because I mean the, the cows could open up the beer too. Yeah, with I their guess, hooves. I guess. Hey, yeah, are they supposed to do that. I don't know. Good question. You don't have the uh, thumbs. You got to have uh, cows all working in cahoots. What about maybe the bull ring, the ring on the bull's nose? Maybe the bull still got to hold the bottle up to the ring, though. Well, maybe one cow does that. The yep. bull does the. The bull is the one that opens the the cans for right. everybody. All right, you hold this. I'll put my nose, pull it up. Yeah, there's a lot of coordination that has to happen for cows to get into the beer. You know, what, you know, what, you know what kind of beer cows like? No, Steve. What kind of beer do cows like? Moosehead beer. Yeah, no, I got that. Yeah, moo. Yeah, you like that? (laughs) Ah, All right. Uh, A Philadelphia woman received over $500 worth of speeding tickets in the mail after a thief stole her car back in March and got caught by a speed camera. Here is Patricia Gift talking about the long process of disputing the tickets and finally getting it all cleared up weeks later. I got uh, speeding violations from the PPA. I actually came out and my son said, Mom, where's your car? Look, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. They sent me an email, said they got my documentation and everything. It would take five to seven business days for them to give me an answer. Two weeks later, I called. I still did not have an answer. Two weeks later, it's in review. Week later, it's in review. Do not give up. Be persistent. You will get somewhere. Damn. $500 worth of speeding tickets. All because of the stupid camera. See, that's the thing. Somebody steals your car. It's not even your fault. But now you have to go. You got to prove it. Yeah, yeah, which is, uh, I think that's not that's not cool, man. Why would you have to prove that? Because anybody could say, because anybody could say someone stole my car, and that could yes, be a lie, you a, too. You have a police report to prove it, and that should be the end of it. Okay, your car was stolen, and you didn't get it back until this date, so uh, yeah. we'll... Uh, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but insurance, yeah. co- insurance companies... Don't really care about They don't that. care about your problems. Gotcha. Uh, how much does this little girl love Parmesan cheese? Here's a little girl at an Olive Garden asking the server to grate the Parmesan on her food and then directly into her mouth. <laughs> okay, you tell me when, all right? Yeah. Stop. You got it. Grate into my mouth. Oh, why, certainly. <laughs> Is that enough, ma'am? Okay. You're doing shots of Parmesan cheese into your mouth? Okay, but you know what? What? I would do that. You would? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, you would probably do it. If somebody was walking around with a can of cheese whiz, you'd probably ask for a hit. I'd be I'd be like uh I'd be like uh Al Pacino and Scarface with a big table full of Parmesan cheese. Parmesan cheese that is would, all over, dripping I'd be, down your mouth. Be snorting it, put it on my food. Yeah. I'd be doing all kinds of things with the Parmesan cheese. Say hello <laughs> to my little friend. <laughs> I can see you doing I, that. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I've uh, I've never have never had anything the only thing I've had done like poured in my mouth is like uh like doing one of those those shots at a at a bar years ago where the girls come up and they put the shot the like the the tube thing yeah. between their chest yeah. and then you have to like lean down and pick oh, it up yeah, out yeah. of the thing what is it body shot well, it's not a body shot it's a whatever that thing is called 
They're, it's called shots yeah. between two breasts. I can see it with alcohol. I'm not sure about the food thing. Really? Yeah. Would you do a, a shot of like cheese whiz or something no, like that? No, I wouldn't. That's whipped what I'm cream? saying. No, maybe whipped cream. I would whipped do it with cheese. Kinda... I would do it with uh, cheese whiz any any day of the week. Give me uh, give me shots of uh, sour cream and pickled herring. I'll take it. I'll take a good shot of that any day. Yeah, that's good yeah, stuff. You want to load me up yeah. with, uh, with a, some good in a bar? Every woman in the bar will be after you. She should see you doing something like that. Ooh, he's going for the uh, sour cream and pickled herring. Oh, I, lo- I love a man with a good uh, wad of herring breath. You know, my mother used to eat that a lot. It's really not that bad. I guess it isn't. It's but not. It's just the idea of fish being inside just a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong with that. And mayonnaise is the only preservative that it's seeing. Don't you think there's something wrong with just uh, little sardines inside of a eh, mayonnaise jar? Delicious. Hey, uh, the air quality. Uh, actually, why am I even doing the? Uh, I don't the even forecast. Know. Well, yeah. you know what? It, it sucks seven, outside. It's seven fifty-seven, and that's now here. This with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Oh yeah. Want to know what it sounds like to win $1,000? Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when the Environmental Protection Agency tells me to avoid prolonged outdoor activity, I'm already three steps ahead of you. I didn't have a lot of outdoor plans in the first place. Sure, the EPA and other governmental agencies are warning us about the current toxicity of the air that we're supposed to be breathing, but quite frankly, I find that the outdoors and the idea of fresh air to be a little overrated to begin with. But once Mother Nature and these Canadian wildfires start affecting important stuff, like Major League Baseball games and women's basketball, well, that's when I must put my foot down and voice my concerns. Yesterday, both Major League Baseball and the WNBA postponed games in both New York and Philadelphia out of concern that the air quality was putting fans and their overpaid athletes at risk. After all, the current air quality conditions in New York, for example, are among some of the worst in the world by a lot. The National Weather Service has placed Philadelphia in a code red situation, and apparently that's not good. That's now forced the postponement of games for not only Major League Baseball, but also in women's basketball, which I do not believe play in open-air arenas. And in Springfield this weekend, you're going to have more than 1,400 athletes compete in the Ironman 70.3 event where some of the healthiest damn people in the world are scheduled to run around the city for 13.1 miles, ride a bike from Granville and back, which is 56 miles, and swim downstream in the Connecticut River, which has just been poisoned by 50,000 gallons of raw sewage. And surprisingly enough, people are more concerned about the air. Folks, I'm not only going to avoid all strenuous outdoor activity for the next 24 hours, I'm going to avoid all activity for the next 24 hours, indoor activities included. Come to think of it, I do that sort of thing every Thursday. Also find myself doing the same thing every Friday through Wednesday as well. And yet, I too feel the heaviness of the bad air that I'm breathing. And while I'm not happy that this poisonous smoke-filled Canadian air is interrupting important stuff like baseball games and other activities, I'm not a fan of burning uh, my lungs out. In other words, don't get stupid, be safe out there, and please, try not to breathe. But hey, and if I'm I yappin', sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Two Weber grills on sale at Rocky's. The Weber Genesis for $8.99, the Weber Spirit for $5.69. With either Weber, you get free propane, assembly, and delivery. All the grills, all the gear, free fuel, assembly, and delivery. Your grilling destination is at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. 
Springfield's Classic Rock. And the Black Crows with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, an air quality advisory is in effect at least until midnight tonight, but it'll probably go a lot longer than that. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, raining with a high of 67. It is uh, 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Before we get into anything, yeah, I have oh, to yeah, right. I have to do something important. The keyword to cash, $1,000 keyword of the day. Today's word is the word payoff. That's payoff. I am required to spell it. P-A-Y-O-O, excuse P-A-Y-O-F and another F. Go to the keyword to cash wow. contest. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Uh, the contest page at rock102.com. Enter payoff for your chance to win $1,000 from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, it's not often we get a visit from an Iron Man contestant yeah, here. Yeah, getting yeah, ready to swim in a, a crap full well, a river. It's uh, former executive producer of The Simpsons, Mike Scully. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. You're on uh, You're on strike. I'm on strike, yes. That's a, uh, oh. I'm just... I spend my days just walking in an angry circle in front of Fox. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, you know what? I'll uh, I'll waste the rest of my time by going yeah, up to I'll a come out radio yeah, show yeah. in this long middle. Uh, I can uh, I can pick it over Zoom now. So no, I, just, <laughs> I, I just have to walk around in front of the computer. Right. Yeah, just as long as someone's holding up a yes, phone, exactly. they, I can know you're in support. <laughs> well, you're, a real, you're a real union steward that way. Back, Bax and I were talking off the air this morning. I was like, we should call him a scab as soon as he comes in. <laughs> he, was, he was writing jokes outside the door. Uh, you're you're, uh, you're obviously living. You live in the L.A. area, right? Right. Yeah. So this this smoke out here must be like, nah, this is nothing. Like child's play to you. I know it really did feel like like yeah, post a uh, fire uh, wildfires in L.A. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I think it's like the. It's, this is coming down from Canadian wildfires. Is that what they say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think it's it's probably like the worst thing to come out of Canada and sick an American since Loverboy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we had Alan Thick there for a while. Yeah. I think that was pretty... <laughs> <laughs> That was finally taken care yeah. of. I mean, it used to be Michael J. Fox, but no one could say anything bad about him now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right. You do uh, Lauren Green, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time he, he, he got his. <laughs> what, so, obviously, you, you're you not working right now because of the, this strike. But what were Keep you working on? What were you working on up until... I will rub it in all day long. <laughs> what were you working on up until uh, that point? Uh, we had finished up Duncanville, and uh, my wife Julie and I were writing a pilot. Um, and uh, so we finished up a very rough draft of that, and then the strike started. So it's just kind of in limbo now. Now, and, the, the last time there was a writer strike, if I'm re- remembering this right, yeah. just you know, let me know. You broke your leg. Oh wow, the good memory. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. So you like you were yeah, actually in a wildfire. In a, in a wildfire. wildfire. Right. right. So you you were picketing with a with a either on a in a chair or on a limp or you were like sitting on a bucket I, or I had something. Crutches, yeah. The crutches, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So what what is what is the the uh, the the issue now with the writers? What what is the at stake here? <laughs> you sound a little bit like the studio. It's like, what is it now? <laughs> <laughs> well, my tone wasn't the same. I'm not losing out if you guys win. We do have this reputation of like we're the only union that goes on strike out there. And <laughs> even if like the last strike we had was 15 years ago. But I feel like if we went on strike once every 75 years, people would go again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 
Uh, this time around, uh, surprisingly, it's money. <laughs> <laughs> That's shocking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the business has changed a lot in the last 10 years or so. Actually, the last strike was the main issue was to get jurisdiction in what we were all calling new media because we didn't know what it was going to be. It was you know, YouTube. Netflix was still at the tail end of the sending you a DVD in the mail business. Right. Yeah. They were still doing that. Hulu hadn't started yet. But we felt like something was coming, so we got jurisdiction to get them to say that we're entitled to a share of the profits that the shows make. And it was a very small amount, but it was to set the precedent that we're entitled. Uh, so this time around, instead of having to fight that, you know, we're fighting for that per- that amount because it wound up blowing up much bigger than anyone could have imagined. Uh, except, yeah. Yeah. you know, in hindsight, you look back and like, did they know it was going to be this huge? And- well, I, 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 the, re- the reason I asked asked about this is because of, of exactly that. There's yeah. so many more opportunities for for writing, you know, writing stories and you know, writing and for television based upon all the original programming that every streaming service is doing and I just wonder if you know how much does that play into it and obviously it, it does quite a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. The thing is like there are more shows but the jobs because the streamers the idea of a full season like uh, the old school the broadcast network model what you do like, either 13 or 22 the goal was to do 22 episodes a season on a streamer you do 6 or 8 and then the season's over. Right. And it could be a year before they bring the show back. They've got a hold on you for part of that time. And then you're trying to line up a season full of work by hoping you'll catch on with another show, a show that starts at the right time when you're finishing this show. So it's very <laughs> difficult now, particularly for young writers, to string together a full season of work. And then when they do get it, they're there for a minimum amount of time. There's, they do these things called mini rooms now that are new that the streamer started, where they just bring in like four writers, uh, usually like four young writers with a showrunner. They keep them there for eight weeks writing scripts for a show that hasn't been cast yet. Right. And then at the end of that, they make the decision of whether or not they're going to film the show, but then they let the writers go and only keep the showrunner to save money. <laughs> and then, so when you're writing in a vacuum, you, know, you're not, you don't know anybody that's in the, in the show, and then when you get people, you always make changes based on who you hired uh, to act in the show. That's not happening, and it's all falling on the showrunner's shoulders to do it all by themselves. But also, the younger writers aren't learning anything. Uh, they're not learning how to produce an episode of TV. They're not learning how to work with actors and how to be on set. So what they're raising now is like a generation of writers who aren't going to know anything about yeah. producing television because they haven't been given the opportunity. So it's a really, it, you know, crappy business model for so many, for financial reasons, for creative reasons. It sounds uh, like a, like a dysfunctional freelance type of thing. That's exactly what it is. It's like they're, it's <clears throat> basically they're turning writing into like a gig job. Uh, well, you know, like uh, the way Uber is right. uh, like, we'll call you when we need you. And they're trying to do it with the late night writers too to put them on a day rate instead of a weekly rate. And like, so you don't have your full staff there every day, stuff like that. Um, this is uh, Mike Scully in the studio. Would could you pay, uh, make the argument? I'm sure you would. Not sure you'd follow me on this one. That in Hollywood, um, without writers, there are no shows. 
Yeah. I mean, I, that, I mean, really. Yes, I, mean, I could make that when, argument. When you, boil, when you come right down to it, it isn't just about money. It's the need that every show needs someone to write it first yeah. and foremost before you can hire an actor or, or, or producer. Right. Yeah. And yet, you guys like are like are treated like indentured servants to get the job done. Yet, you're, you you know, all that talent and and uh, and the writing skills are like the cornerstone of all Hollywood production. Right, and they're now convinced that AI is going to be writing scripts in the future. That's the oh, that's one God. of the big issues this time. Have you have you tried an AI uh, chatbot to see uh, if it could write an episode for you? Yes, there uh, it's not good. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we've also tried to explain <laughs> to the studios. Yeah, they all look like shows from the WB. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's stuff that comes up, and they don't. Sometimes the studios don't understand. You know what the actors bring to a show, or what's you know what's on the page and what isn't, but but it gets brought in. And the example we always use uh, on The Simpsons, uh, Homer you know saying "don't" is not written in the script. It's it's always written as annoyed grunt, and it's been that way since day one. Dan Castellaneta came up with that noise. Uh, the <laughs> "don't." So and he tried to explain to them. That billion-dollar sound you know, that you uh, that uh, that Dan created wouldn't have come out of AI, no matter how many scripts you fed in, because it's right. never written in the show. Uh, and there's tons of like moments like that where you know a collaboration between the writer and the actor comes up with something a little different than what's on the page. Uh, but they seem, you know, I, I feel like this whole thing changed about ten years ago when they started. They stopped calling them shows and movies. And they just call them content and product. Right. And, you know, right. and then well, we realized that, we're in a different business now. That, from what I understand, that was that was the streaming services yeah. coming up with that. And, and they weren't even releasing how many people were watching an episode because they yeah. didn't want to have to pay out the royalties. Exactly. The yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. We have yeah. to trust them to police themselves. So. <laughs> but who regulates that? How, I mean, who obviously television is different than than a, than a streaming service right is the we're i mean is it required by like the fcc or something that they give those numbers to writers or you know no. people who are contributed to a show no they like to be kind of secretive about the numbers every once in a while if something really blows up big like a, like a stranger things or yeah um or an only murders in the building they'll put those numbers out as promotion for the show like so People hear like, wow, everyone's watching this. Yeah. But if you have a show on there, it's so hard to get information now about, you know, they like to keep everyone feeling like you're on the bubble, like you could be canceled any second. They never want to find themselves in a situation. I don't know if you remember the Friends negotiations yeah. years mm -hmm. ago. They don't want to be in that boat uh, of, you know, being held hostage by six actors and so they try to keep everybody feeling uneasy. <laughs> um, but we'll see. The, the 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 strike has gone well. The young writers are extremely motivated, which is fun to see. For me, it's not going to have a giant impact on writers my age, but you always are doing it for like the next two generations. Like when I started, we already had residuals. We already had health care. Uh, and that was because of like strikes in the 1960s by writers. Because everything you get, they never just give it to you for the sake of this is a nice thing to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and when something blows up, 
much bigger than anyone expected, they never come to you and say, wow, we're all making, you know, a fortune here and uh, we want to share with you. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I always I always think of that guy at McDonald's uh, a billion years ago. They had that contest to invent a new sandwich for McDonald's among the employees. And the mm-hmm. prize was twenty five dollars. The guy came up with the what is the Big Mac? Uh, <laughs> and he got $25. Yeah, well, hey, it's worth it. And then, yeah, here we are all these years later and, and all the billions. And now one Big Mac costs $25. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's like the Wu-Tang album. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's holding on to the original Big yeah. Mac. <laughs> yeah, you find one of those on eBay, pass. Right, Look right. for somebody else. But as, but as far as, you, know, you when you talk about it, you know, how the, the, they treat the writers, like, if you get a show that lasts three or four seasons, you know, with this kind of revolving door of of writers or, you know, you, you're trying to have everybody there at the right timing and all this other stuff. It's like, well, then how do you have any consistency between season to season if, it, if it's always going to be like that? That's the thing. And, and they don't care. They assume you'll figure it out. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of turnover on the staff. So you can't get the yeah. people back. So you're constantly training New writers to learn the show, and then by the time they've learned it, they're out of you know. But don't you, they're but, done. But don't, but it seems kind of short sighted to me because I mean, if if you got like two <laughs> great seasons, is a polite word. Well, right, okay, well, yeah, I'm on a radio, so those are the words I want to use are different. But if if the first two seasons of a show are really good, and yeah. season three winds up not being so hot, you know that is not necessarily the problem of the writers that you had. It's just you didn't have the writers that you started off with right. that really were invested in the story. So, I mean, t- to me, it's kind of like, you know, penny wise, pound foolish. If you're going to invest in a, in a show that's going to cost you money to produce, the very least you can do is make sure that everything is working properly with the right people. I mean, is, is think, that wrong? You'd think, wouldn't you? <laughs> do, I, do, I need to, do I need to take these things on? <laughs> I'll negotiate on your behalf. Yeah, no, they, uh, no you're exactly right. And because you want the staff to grow with the show. Right. And, and, uh, and if it's a great, great show, you can usually make that happen. But a lot of shows, you know, they they take their time making up their minds whether or not you're even going to get another season. And while that time is elapsed, uh, your staff may have gone on to other things. And uh, so it's it's kind of a, a mess right now. But and also the definition of success has changed on uh, Duncanville. We did three seasons, a total of thirty nine episodes in my eyes, a failure. But. In other people's eyes, the way Netflix has changed the landscape and people's mindset, like 39 episodes, that's wow. fantastic. What a run. You're right, <laughs> yeah. because they don't understand what, you know, all the... Like, no, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. behind it. Uh, well, well, if you're comparing that to The Simpsons, that's an unfair comparison. Uh, no, but even, you know, the goal used to be to hit 100. You know, yeah. You know, Simpsons is a freak uh, in that way. We're up to like... 750, I think now. Amazing. Uh, but you were trying to get to 100. Now you're just trying to get to like maybe 66, maybe. Yeah, but, but is that is that also know. the viewing habits, though, of people? Because how many people hang on to long-term uh, viewings of shows anymore? People kind of want another fresh thing after yes, a third yeah. season. And they also they they never know when the new streaming season of of a particular show is coming. That, it right. could be a year. It could be two years. That drives me nuts. Yeah, it, and they think yes. you have time to go back and 
rewatch the previous season before you start the new season. Yeah. And I just morally refuse to do it. Give me a good recap, man. The thing that bothers me about it now is now they release episodes by week. In the beginning, they were just giving you the whole, you know, yeah. here, watch the whole season. Now it's, oh, you'll have to wait till next week because they obviously want you to hang you on for another month's worth of uh, of. A membership for this. Yeah, thing. they're trying to experiment with like, yeah, starting a season by putting out two episodes and then a w- one a week after that to see if people will will go for that and uh, and kind of prolong <laughs> Listen, the I don't viewing want, experience. I don't want my television to start acting like television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't crazy. want that. <laughs> so, are, are you here for uh, for Tina Fey and Amy Poehler tonight? Uh, yes, uh, yeah, then down at the uh, Mass Mutual Center they're playing tonight. Uh, Do you want me to get you backstage? Did we do, uh, yeah, you may introduce you to those guys. It's a it's a, f- a fun show. I haven't actually seen the show yet, but I read a script and it's it's a lot of fun. It's about the you know their like thirty year friendships uh, encompassing their career, but also the fact that they've been friends pre SNL. They were already friends doing right. improv and stuff like that, and then into the SNL years. And uh, uh, you know, I think uh, they do like a weekend update yeah. segment, and uh, it's it's a fun show. So, uh, but are you the kind of guy that shows up and Amy's like, oh God, he's here? <laughs> well, I get, I, I assume uh, from everybody. Like, yeah. kind of when I walked in here, you guys had that look. You, right? you should tell her about. You should tell both of them about us. Yeah, and then maybe they'll want to come on the show tomorrow. But I, I yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I, it's, it's always good to see you. Hey, it's a blast to and be but, here. And by the way, if you do that for us. I'll put in a good word over at Netflix for you. Yeah. He's got the voice activated yeah. remote control. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's like the hotline to Netflix. I can just talk right into it. End the strike. Mike Scully right. needs a car. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good to see you. Oh, great seeing you Thanks guys. Thanks for coming in, man. It's yeah. 828. Mike Scully with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They... 834 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Big Y, your family market. Sign up today to save with a Big Y digital account. It's more than food. It's my Big Y. Visit your local Big Y today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, uh, you're not going to hear this in Hollywood trash uh, just because I don't have time to put it in there. Yeah, that's another hour and a half from there. Yeah, yeah. About an hour, I should yeah, say. But uh, Pat Robertson, uh, the broadcaster who helped make religion central to GOP politics, has died at the age of 93. 93. It's a shame when they go so young like I that. know. Yeah, he, uh, the, uh, the religious broadcaster who turned a tiny Virginia station into the global Christian broadcasting network uh, tried for a run for president and helped make religion central to Republican Party politics in America through his Christian coalition, has died. Yeah, it's... Uh, no it's, word on the cause of death. Um, I'm going to guess it was probably because he was 93. And By the way, he had a net worth of $100 million. Yeah, because he fleeced a bunch of people into believing that uh, he was a messenger of God. Steve, and, uh, he was a messenger of God. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and God awarded right. him $100 million. 700 club. $700,000 worth of your money went to <laughs> Pat Robertson. And then you said Pat Cooper died. Pat Cooper, the uh, the longtime comedian, and it was on uh, was on uh, Seinfeld and, and other things. It was on our show, yeah, uh, once. Very funny, very angry. <clears throat> was he really seemed angry? Was he a nice guy though? Probably. I don't know if he was no. a nice guy. He was just right. uh, seemed to have a lot of vitriol uh, coursing through his very old, 
wrinkled veins. Well, there you go. There's your Hollywood trash update. There you go. Uh, now air- you won't have to do it next hour. No, I won't. It's already been done. Air quality remains poor in western Massachusetts and across the Northeast, but has a chance of improving for us here in the Pioneer Valley today. Air quality uh, this morning is classified as unhealthy for the greater Springfield area, which means that everyone has a risk of experiencing some health effects from the smoke. That means you ought to limit your time outside, so if you're a runner, keep it to a walk. If you typically do a two-mile walk with your dog, shorten that. The time and exposure and volume of air taken in are what make the difference today. According to the data from the Pioneer Valley Healthy Air Network. Uh, oh, you ever hear of that uh, radio station? Yeah, I've heard, I've heard them, yeah. All I need is the air I breathe and uh, just breathe. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, smoke from a distant fire. They play all the hits. Their so morning shows nothing but a lot of hot air. Oh. Uh, air across Hamden, Hampshire, and Franklin counties are consistently over the mark of the 150 on the air quality index. Uh, the AQI is the EPA's measure of air quality. The this AQI? AQI. Oh. Yes. My mistake. Uh, they're WAQI. I see. We're WAQI. Why? Yeah. No, I'm asking why. It's the Healthy Air Network. Ah, well, there you go. And the scale is to 500. So that's not bad. But New York City topped at 429 yesterday. Which is amazing. And And if you saw pictures of New York... Uh, it 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 looked horrible. I uh, I got a video of what uh, appeared to be the Brooklyn Bridge uh, with orange haze in the background, and then a pornographic picture of a man with a very large member uh, silhouette in the clouds. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know that uh, he he has a name, and I can't remember his name <clears throat> uh, off the top of my head. Yes, but he's this famous. Uh, he was a he was a pornography. Uh, he was a male actor. Yeah, and, and people then, he's well he's known for this one picture of him just sitting on a bed. I think his name is Barry, Barry Wood or something. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, true story of Barry Wood. Yeah. He's this meme that goes around on the on the internet. Yeah. Well, somebody sent me the video with that, and I didn't notice. I was more focused on oh my god, look at the skies of New York City. Yeah, right. And I thought that was a bunch of trees, and then when you squint in and you realize. Oh, it's a naked guy sitting on the edge of a bed with I, his giant members sticking yeah. out. I've seen another uh, meme where it's uh, the outline or <clears throat> appears to be the image of Godzilla in the background. Okay. Yeah, that's another one I saw. Yeah, see, that's not that's not, not as nearly it, as good as the uh, as the naked porn star. Doesn't have much of an impact as far as the giant dong that you see on the screen. Right. Springfield uh, police officers were shot at while they were at a homicide investigation on the 200 block of Union Street on Wednesday. According to Ryan Walsh, and at 1.55 a.m., officers were outside of the building where a homicide investigation was going on and heard gunshots coming from the intersection of school and high streets. When three officers turned onto School Street from Union Street, they heard and felt bullets fly by them. As more officers arrived, they found a car and a building window on the 0100 block of School Street had been shot at. Detectives reviewed the video and discovered that the incident began with a group of people talking. Then one person entered a car. When that person drove away, one suspect started shooting at the car as it sped away. A second suspect also started firing a gun in the direction of officers who were going to, to the initial gunfire. Several suspects were detained, but the two shooting suspects were unable. To, the two shooting suspects were able to run away from the incident. The detective bureau, along with the FIU, is investigating. That's uh, one hell of a uh, police uh, mm-hmm. roundup, don't you think? I do. 
scary thing to be going up to a scene where you're investigating a two murders and they're and shooting at you. Shooting at you. I mean, they're just trying to do their jobs, folks. That's it. They're not causing problems. They're trying to solve a crime, and you're shooting at them. Ridiculous. Uh, we're gonna go to Millbury right now. Uh, we have a show to do. No, I mean like in the news. Oh, okay. Uh, two Glue Sister uh, men were arrested during a traffic stop in Millbury after a uh, canine found cocaine hidden in the vehicle. You ever been to Glue Sister? Gloucester. Whatever, dude. I don't know where you're coming up with these names. It's Gloucester. Yeah, it's not. It's Gloucester. No, it's Gloucester. And uh, according to the Mass State Police, around 12:30 a.m. on Tuesday. Morning. A trooper clocked a black Infinity G35 sedan traveling eastbound on the Mass Pike in Auburn at 93 miles an hour in a posted 65 mile an hour zone. The trooper conducted a traffic stop at mile marker 95 in Millbury. Ooh, he's the Millbury Doughboy. <laughs> <laughs> two, uh, the two men told police they were returning from Hartford after looking at a truck. The driver, 59 year old Peter Horn, consented to a search of the vehicle. However, he quickly changed his mind. Both the driver and passenger, 31 Jose Augusto Baez, had previously been charged with narcotics offenses. The trooper determined that there was reasonable suspicion to believe there may be narcotics in the car due to their reason for being on the road in the middle of the night, the passenger's behavior, their criminal histories, and the use of a third-party vehicle. Hmm. Uh, trooper Valentine from the State Police Canine Unit and his partner Kyber were called in to assist Kyber showed extreme interest behind a large speaker in the trunk. A purple drawstring bag hidden between the back uh, seat middle compartment in the trunk was found, and approximately 772 grams of powder uh, cocaine and the rock at approximately 202 grams of rock cocaine were found inside the pate, inside the bag. Am I crazy or is that a lot of rock cocaine? That's a lot of crack cocaine. The purple drawstring bag, I'm guessing that's a Crown, Crown Royal? Royal bag. Yeah. Why don't they just say that? Is it a copyright infringement to include that in the police report? Is uh, is Crown Royal one of their sponsors? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Although I got to tell you, you know, using the bag for like a like a uh, you know, multi-purpose, you know, holding the booze, holding your crack, I would think uh, Crown Royal would be uh, happy to hear that kind of thing. The, the, the bag's just not being thrown away. No, we're re- we're re- utilizing this bag. Being uh, repurposed into something that's convenient. It's recycling. We're trying to stop global warming. Do you see what's going on with these wildfires right now? Yeah. Uh, we, people of Canada are proud that you're recycling, using our bags for your crack cocaine. I'll tell you what. During this high, uh, uh, you know, this, this uh, air quality problem we got. Yeah. You could, <clears throat> if you're crafty enough, you could turn a Crown Royal bag into a face mask. If you're in a pinch, you could. You sure could. Look at you. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing that today. Follow him for more tips. That's right. Follow me for more recipes. That's right. Uh, You got kids, right? I do. How many? Three. When did that happen? Uh, It started almost uh, 24 years ago. Oh, you think you know a guy. Uh, It's good for kids to learn to be independent at a young age, but that doesn't mean you have to give them a golden opportunity to throw a rager at the house. (laughs) And <laughs> a survey asked adults what age they'd be willing to leave their kids home alone if they had to go out of town for the weekend. Not just a night. Right. An entire weekend. 14% say they'd feel okay about it if the kid was at least 13 years old. 
Another 11% would be cool if the kid was 14. 15% uh, said 15. 22% said they wanted the kid to be at least 16. And 20% wouldn't do it until they mm. were 18. You know, I was actually watching a documentary on this kind of thing about these uh, these parents. Uh, they, uh, they went on a trip and they forgot their young son uh, behind. Young kid. Couldn't be more than I don't eight know, seven, seven, eight years old. Anyway, uh, the documentary was about uh, the parents not realizing they left without their young son and, uh, you know, worried about, you know, whether the son was going to be okay. Turns out, kid was perfectly fine. Even when the, even when you have these two guys breaking into the house, the kid held his own. So amazing documentary. I think I saw that documentary. I think the most amazing part about that was all the hijinks he did to keep the robbers from breaking into the house. Yes. Was magically cleaned up all of a sudden before the rest of the family got home. The kid was very industrious, I have to say. I don't know. I don't uh I've I've had 8-year-olds living at my home before. They don't normally pick up anything. They don't pick up anything. Right. This uh, this, kid this kid did. Kid, yeah, this kid, and perfectly cleaned everything too. Like for right, exactly. Like the like that moment you so you saw the documentary I'm talking about like that moment where one of these guys got hit in the face with a can of paint. Oh yeah. Well, that could have caused quite a quite a hardship to clean. Didn't he also burn his hand on a hot uh, hot iron, I believe. Hot, well, a hot uh, doorknob that was heated up yes, by a hot yes. iron. Yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yes. Man, that was a great documentary. It was a very good documentary. They don't make them like that anymore. They don't. Do they? No, actually they did. The second documentary was what? the parents forget him again. There was more? They forgot him again? A second time. Seemed, I haven't seen that Oh, one. it seems so implausible, but yeah. yet there you go. Yeah. And now you're going to tell me there was a third time where another set of parents left another kid uh, somewhere else. Yeah. So, yeah. Time. Like the, the story's been told. We don't need to have more of the story. I don't need to see other examples of the same topic. You know, after you get to the third one, you're like, yeah, I can see a writer's strike. We don't need you guys. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, smoky with a chance of rain and a high of 65. Tomorrow, even smokier with a high of 66. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's get real. Unlock your potential with a bank. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.53 and Collective Soul with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. I love that song so much. You do? Yeah. Really? You know what it's about, right? You've told me, but I've put it, uh, kind of put it in the back of my head. So mm-hmm. no, I, uh, remind me. It's about uh, um, a certain act that uh, you might perform uh, if you're low on money or... Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, like a, like busking on a street corner. Well, yes. Like, like dancing or uh, well uh, playing a banjo. Street corner, perhaps. Mm. It depend- yeah, it can be many different scenarios you'd be in. I I, 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 I don't uh, I don't understand. Um, it's about uh, bopping up and down. It's about uh, oh, go, like going to a bounce house. Yeah, uh, doing the uh, horizontal a trampoline park greased weasel tango. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't again, know. Uh, I, I'm yeah. not uh, I'm not familiar well, anyway, with what that means. You can look it up. Yeah, that's what you can do. Okay, uh, I will. Uh, the smell of smoke will remain in the air uh, for the next couple of days at least. The advisory is in effect until tonight, but it'll probably go longer than that. Highest 65 and some rain showers today. It's 56 right now in downtown Springfield. So, you know, I, I saw like uh, conflicting the reports. One was saying that it's uh, the, the warning is until midnight tonight, and then the other one I saw was uh, tomorrow at 1 in the afternoon. Yeah, here's the thing. They don't know. And, yeah, and the smoke isn't stopping from the fire. 
you know. Yeah, it, well, because the fire is still going on. It still burns. Yes. Well, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Yes. Yes, we will. Hey, what do you got going on over there? Well, I just was going to say that uh, face-to-face, the tribute to Billy Joel and Elton John, mm-hmm. that's uh, coming to the Westfield River Brewing on June, 20, uh, June 17th. Yeah. We happen to have a pair of tickets to give away. Sweet. And uh, we can do that right now if if you're cool with doing that. And I don't want to just, you know. No, it's. I, I don't you know, want to just lay something on you. Listen, I'm. Uh, we can do that. Okay, I just want to make sure. I'm just very tired today. A lot of fatigue. A lot of fatigue. Uh, fatigue way is what I'm I. Pretty like sure it. it's pronounced fatigue. It's fatigue way. All right, fine. Uh, I've just been. I've been tired. I've been like doing stuff every day, and you're uh, burning the candle at both ends, Steve. I am, and then uh, you know it's like my my kids' uh, softball team uh, won a playoff game last night, mm-hmm, which, which means, means another playoff. Which game. Which means we have another playoff game tonight. Is this the finals? It's the World Series of it's the, not uh, the season. the World Series. I don't know how they do that. I think this is only among the. I believe it's among the eight or nine teams that are in this particular right. league. But if they win tonight, I don't know what happens. I don't know. So this, you don't know if there's another game after that. We've never made it this far, so I don't know what the uh, you know protocol is. Yeah, but it's like you know a blessing and a curse. Because you're like, uh, you're you're happy to see your kid be part of something, right. you know, with a bunch of other kids who are all happy to be together that they, yeah. they've accomplished something. Here, here's where that all becomes a curse. Yeah. Okay, win or lose. Let, let, let's say they, they lose tonight, okay? Yeah. Season's yeah. over. Yeah. Everything is cool. That's fine. Great season, ladies. Right. Way to go. But if they win tonight and the manager of the team tells the parents, all right, everybody, we're off to regionals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh that's when you may have to you know, reconsider what's oh, going on. My kid has come down with gangrene. Sorry. Oh, Can't, yeah, no. uh, scurvy, uh, any number of diseases. Blew their knees out, coach. Yeah, Sorry. Can't, I can't, can't uh, go. Yeah. Can't do that. Not going to be able to make the regionals. It was, uh, it, but it, but it is cool to see them uh, be excited about it, and then we get another game tonight. So oh, that's we'll, great. We'll, we'll be all pumped up and ready to go. I'm very anxious to hear how it goes. Uh, Until that happens, 10th caller right now at 293-1021. Tickets to see face-to-face the Billy Joel Elton John tribute of the Westfield River Brewing. Good luck on Rock 